Welcome back to part two of our conversation around change and goal setting. What actually are your goals? How do you figure out if what you've initially put down on paper is what you need to be working on? And a step-by-step guide in setting your goals and making them happen. Here we go, back to the conversation. Welcome to the Wellness Empowerment Project. I'm Trish. And I'm Julie. We are two nurses exploring holistic healing and wellness practices to empower you to be the leader of your own health. Join us as we try out new things, or as we call it, weird shit, and have some fun along the way. Welcome back to the Wellness Empowerment Project. We're continuing our conversation on how to approach change and setting goals. We were talking about the why of your goal and what is at the crux of success versus failure. What do you think, Trish, when it comes to success, the discipline versus devotion, and how you can figure out what you really need when it comes to setting your goals? I just like you do in the discipline piece, but this one is more of what do we need to help you be successful? And that can look like boundary setting to ensure that you have boundaries put up so you have the space to achieve whatever goal you're looking at to get those daily things done. As in, do we need to get the self-confidence together? So if someone offers you, you're able to say no politely, depending on where you are. Let's face it, a lot of people are like, oh, it's not polite to say no. Let me just have the cake anyway. No, it's okay for you to uphold that boundary for yourself. That's where it could be also working on not just your boundary setting, but your own assertiveness with yourself and with other people your your courage to even say so, but also with those things, holding yourself accountable. I feel like on the discipline side, self-accountability isn't an issue. If anything, and I think one of my old bosses said this, there's no need for the self-flagellation if you veer off course. But if you're not, if you give yourself too much grace and you're not holding yourself accountable, you've also, it's not that you just haven't created boundaries for other people to respect your time and space and what you are focusing on, but you also haven't created those boundaries within yourself. You're breaking a promise to yourself, then you are not building trust, that self-trust within yourself. Each time you break that trust or break that habit, you said, I commit to doing this for me, and then you don't do it. You're obviously not holding yourself to a high enough value to yourself to keep that commitment. That is really helpful to think in terms of, I said I was going to do this and I would keep that commitment if it was my brother or my spouse. I would be there. Why won't I be there for me? The more I break that, the more I am showing myself that I don't value myself. Yeah. And And then in the act of you not valuing yourself, you are also losing your own internal self-trust, which then makes it even harder to gain your confidence and so be able to hold boundaries with others. I think this is something that lots of women struggle with, where they will do it for someone else, but they won't do it for themselves. I see that in men too, though, where they really see themselves as the provider and the caretaker of others in a different way than women do, but they still will put other people ahead of themselves in some respects. They tend to be more quiet in the background for what their own needs are and not actually putting that out into the world. So I could see that on both sides, but in different ways. Yeah, I think we see a lot in the nursing profession, which is very much a feminine profession. 
But I remember in nursing school, we had one guy in our class and he said, he basically asked the question of why do nurses not take care of themselves? He didn't say it that eloquently, but I will say it that eloquently here. The answer we got was essentially like, oh, you're a caretaker. You forget about everyone else. I actually remember our course was caring for the caregiver. I almost feel like that perpetuates it a little bit in the sense of unset expectation that you're here to nurture others. This is probably way off base, but I I was listening to a podcast. um, It was about staffing. If the unit is short and you're asked to stay longer hours than your 12-hour shift and people saying yes, even though they may be exhausted and maybe their third shift or fourth shift, now they're going to have to stay over and just feeling as though they are responsible for something that actually is not their responsibility. And that's so pervasive in the culture of nursing, where we have to take care of everything and we are responsible for coordinating everything around a patient. It was just interesting to me when the system is set up to depend on people responding in that way of, I will take care of it regardless of how I feel. Of course, that's exactly how they're going to to treat themselves. Yeah. And I don't think this is off base at all. When you think about it, how many people go out there and they say, oh, Nursing's a calling. I feel a lot of people become nurses may want to be a nurse or think about it as a child. But when you start saying it's this calling, you're already setting up and saying that, oh, yes, it's so self-sacrificing. And it's a shame because I do think that there is something to be said about having a calling to care for other people. I think that's okay, but it should not be taken advantage of. And that's what's happened because you may feel like you're your purpose in life is to care physically for other human beings. And that's very noble. But for somebody else or some system to come in and exploit, that's the problem. Oh, 100%. And then I also think a lot of people in general, even our families and friends, are unknowingly participants with it because it's become the mantra of the culture and the mantra of the society Everything you do on nursing is all about how caring nurses are. But rarely do you hear about how smart nurses are and the the problems that they solve and the skills that they truly have. But if anything, this is why it goes back to our own personal self-responsibility. If we want to achieve these goals, we really need to do this deep work within ourselves so we can set ourselves up for success. And we need to do this every day or have some dedication for ourselves every day because no one else is going to do it for you. Let's break that down to how to do that. If we're going to sit here and talk all about this, what is our recommendation for how people step by step, because we're getting to the end of the year, people are are in one of two camps. It's the end of the year. I'm going to glide. I'll figure out what my goal is come 2024, the new year. Or they're like, I'm going to get on it right now and finish the year strong. What are our recommendations? So my recommendation, truthfully, is to do neither. I would honestly, one, for the rest of the year, just start to think about what you want your goals for 2024 to be. In general, just start to think what you want them to be and feel into them. How does that feel? Does that goal light you up? Do you get excited about it? Or does that goal just sound absolutely freaking draining? So what I'm hearing you say is let's take the time, the timing, and the season out of it. And let's start with reflection. Yeah, let's really dive into what we truly desire, not the I should lose weight because that's what I choose every year or because this is what the scale says 
or because blah, 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 to you truly want? What do you want to experience? So what is the problem or what is the, I think it's important to get pretty specific and it may not be a problem, but what is it specifically that you want to work on? Because the metric may be, I want to lose 10 pounds, but truly what the thing is the relationship with food. It may be, but it also may be, I want to feel confident. So I do think there's a lot. It's like the question, the five whys. I'm saying my goal is this, but why is that your goal? And why is that your goal? Why is that your goal? When you're saying this is your goal on something, go through the five whys and get to the root. Because if the root is maybe I want to feel more confident, there's probably some other work we want to work on to get to that confident before we even focus on that number. Okay, so reflection, determining your five whys to get to the root cause. Discovery. Discovery. What's the next step? Self-assessment. Really knowing, okay, when I've done this before, when have I been successful? When have I fallen short? Is my strength in the discipline piece or is my strength more in the devotional aspect? That self-assessment of strength of looking at your discipline versus your devotion will formulate how you're going to approach it. Oh, 100%. Because in your plan right? Because that's going to be part of your planning phase. Where do I have to put more energy? Where do I have to put more thought in? At what point can I be more creative? Okay. So after self-assessment, action planning. And that action plan is the point where you set up your small goals to reach that ultimate goal. It's important in setting those small goals and this action planning in the spirit of 120 days. So expand your timeline and develop those small habits, those small steps over that timeline. You would want to input some goalposts or milestones to help you figure out or to help you see progress. Yeah, the mini goal is part of the larger goal. So you develop the goals, the small goals, and you outline the metric that you're going to see that you actually made it there. What's next? You've got to set a date. Is that part of your action planning? I think so. Okay. In the metric piece, you also have to consider ways to look at the same problem in different ways. It's really easy to think in terms of any kind of fitness or nutrition goal. I want to lose 10 pounds. But what are other ways for me to see that I'm making progress? That could be how do your clothes fit? It could be measurements because your weight may stay the same, but your measurements change. How do I feel? Do I have more energy? Do I have less brain fog? In terms of something like I want to build more confidence, what types of metrics would you put out for that type of goal? So we're looking at trying to build more confidence. I would first want to see, okay, in what area are we wanting to build more confidence in? And then dig down to the why of that and see what we will, how do we want that to be reflected? So there's a lot of little things, details in that that are very personalized. But if we want to get general, it would be, let's create some sort of ritual and habit. And yes, they're two different things. But I, depending what we're looking at, that would help build your own self-trust with yourself and then find ways where we can start to see how we can reflect confidence in our life. So some of the metrics would be that I've actually completed these habits or these tasks. I've actually completed those things for myself. Yeah. And then also going back to your five whys, you're probably going to be thinking through different situations of how you handle yourself in those situations and then taking note of 
when you start going through the process and you hit one of those situations, how did you handle it? That's how you can outline or assess progress along the way. Progress doesn't always have to be a number, but progress could be how you handle the situation. It could be a feeling that you've experienced. It could be anything, as long as it's something that is tangible to you personally. And when I say tangible, it doesn't mean to be touched physically. It could be tangible, something you feel. Okay. A very broad example. This is something that I noticed. I had a pretty stressful situation come up and I noticed how with these years of nervous system work I've been doing through the yoga practices, how I responded differently. I knew in the past, if the situation came up, my anxiety would come up. I would start reaching out and be like, what can I do to fix it as quick as humanly possible? Very shallow breathing, lots of nervousness stress, it would be going through my mind like crazy overthinking. I noticed now when the situation came up, it was very different. I haven't been overthinking. I've been very calm about it. Actually, what I did differently is I allowed myself to feel the emotions and then I was able to clearly take an action plan and take those steps ahead. Now, from the outside, not everyone may see the difference, but internally, I feel the difference and I've noticed the difference. And I think that is also the most important thing is how do you feel? So really outlining different ways that you can measure your progress. There then you could like, come up that you don't even realize too. Then you go into the do phase. No, now you're actually action. We got to take action and we have to commit to it. Commit and do it. And then also a plan for if you step off, how are we going to handle it? I'm committing to being 40 days of dairy and gluten-free. What's going to happen if I go off? How am I going to handle that situation? For whatever reason it is. Yes. So your contingency plan. Let's build in the compassion. And on the flip side, you're also going to build in the discipline. You're checking in with yourself. Okay. Am I completing the things that I said I was going to do? Yes or no? If it's no, why not? Do I need to reevaluate and change the action plan? Or... Am I just not doing it? Why am I not doing it? If you are doing it, then how can you reward yourself? Exactly what I was going to say is don't forget to celebrate. And this is where I think journaling is can be very important. Even if you're a daily journaler, it's great. If you are heavy on the devotional piece, this is a great way for you to journal and explore what is holding me back. Why have I not taken the steps? And just let that all kind of come out to give yourself more clarity as to what your own root of the problem is. And for the devotional, uh, the discipline side, if you're very rigid with that, the journaling is a great place for you to become more mindful of, okay, how did I feel when these things happened throughout the day? And then also throw in, I'm going to celebrate that I've made it this far. I'm going to celebrate that I noticed these little things I typically never would have noticed before. And perhaps the way you celebrate yourself needs to change from the way you used to celebrate, especially if it's around food. What are some other ways to celebrate what you've achieved? And your achievement may be that you just did your practice every single day for so many days. You kept that promise to yourself. And so how can you reinforce that self-love that you did this for you think differently because when you think about it when i committed myself to be gluten and dairy free why would a prize be i'm gonna eat i'm gonna then gonna eat gluten and dairy i'm saying this out loud and listen i think we've all been there where we're like i'm not gonna eat any sweets and then the treat is that you eat sweets if that is the celebratory factor then why did we start this to begin with and i know we're guilty of it too because i think we all are we all are no chocolate I'm going to celebrate by giving myself chocolate. I made it this far, so I deserve this treat. I think that is the outline of, okay, 
did we not properly explore our why to us making this as our goal? To me, that was a very probably superficial goal that we really didn't dive deep into the why. We didn't get this real personal connection with this. And we were just doing this to that check the box fashion. If we want to achieve a goal, it can't be a check the box. There needs to be something deeper to it. Then it just starts to become when you have that deeper connection, then it does incorporate itself into your life. It eventually just becomes what you do, how you handle things. Yeah, that's how you change yourself. We're going to close this out by giving everyone the time to truly honor and reflect for themselves. What do they desire for 2024? Not necessarily your goal, but what do you truly desire? Only then can we start to take the next steps. I like it. Thanks for joining. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow, subscribe, and share with a friend. Want to learn more about a specific topic? Drop us a line on our website and we can explore it deeper with you.